0: just go to
1: cars.com. It's magical. Hey, everybody! How you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Spotify Live Post Game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Why not? Why not? Woo! No, this is not a uh, Car Shield commercial. It's the it's the post game. I saw that Rick Flair Car Shield commercial for the first time today, and that was a uh, baby. That's I thought I was dosed with LSD at the start of the game. But uh, I guess the biggest surprise is the Flyers actually kind of owning a game a little bit. Uh, they outshoot the Blues 35-28. They give up fewer than 30 shots, which is a surprise. Now listen, the, uh, the Blues are in one hell of a rut right now. If it wasn't for that uh, extension just signed, by uh, by Craig Berube, I'd say they are uh, very much in line for a coaching change. But I don't know if that's going to be the case for them. But I'll take it. Uh, very happy with what I'm seeing the last few nights. Uh, haven't been – listen, I'm not going to tell you I've been paying the closest attention to the Flyers. But just given like what my Twitter timeline is and you – know, My reading routine, I do keep up with the team even when I'm more engrossed, say, in a World Series run for the Philadelphia Phillies and that sort of thing. Uh, This team keeps defying the odds. Now, 7-3-2, it's not like like they're the Bruins or the Golden Knights or anything right now. But seven wins in the first 12 games is not exactly what I was expecting. And I guess that's my question. Everyone free to comment on whatever the hell they want tonight. Uh, That's the beauty of this. It's your show. I'm just the uh, moderator of these post games. It's all about what you think, but I want to know off the bat: um, how are you evaluating this team? Have your expectations changed? Are you still like, oh, I'm just hoping for a top five pick, you know? Or are you thinking, man, we could see some playoff hockey, and maybe not the worst thing in the world for a team with so many. Uh, young players. Obviously, they need high-end talent, and we're hoping that they're able to draft uh, young guys who can contribute at a high level for a long time and be the stars that this team doesn't have, but there's a lot of guys, like, just looking at the roster, they have what? If you count, I mean, yeah, Konechny and Hayes and Lawton, okay, and then uh, I guess if you count DeLaurier, that's four established, uh, Faraby, all right, five established NHLers uh, in, their, in their 12 forwards that play every night. Um, you know, Sanheim, Proverov, Ristolein, and Braun, D'Angelo. They have an NHL blue line. It's not necessarily good, but you know, they have an NHL blue line. But for a team that we believe has some of the least talent in the league, they're finding ways to win, and learning how to win is important. Uh, going into the third tonight, up 3 nothing, Blues coming off a game with the Bruins. The Flyers well-rested. I'm hoping they're able to grind it out, put them away, and they give up the goal. Uh, what was it? They give up a goal, uh, Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, five twenty-two into the third, and it's like, all right, maybe they're going to make this a game. But... A minute 22 later, Lucas Sedlak from Sealher and Cates to, to restore the lead. Owen Tippett puts it away at the end. Big shout out to Owen Tippett. Uh, had him to score tonight. Had him over two and a half shots. And he cashed both uh, with 19-21 gone in the third. So thank you to Owen Tippett for that. Also had uh, Also had Wade Allison who came through in the first. So a nice start and finish to the game for my bank account. Uh, pushed on that over, which is nice as well. So wait, uh, Owen Tippett came up huge for us. Um, but how are we evaluating this team? What, uh, w- When we watch, are we still like, I wish they were tanking, or are we just kind of let the chips fall as they may, and playoff hockey won't be the worst thing in the world? So let's hear from you uh, as we get into this thing. Uh, let's lead it off with our boy, Nikki Hall. What's up tonight, Nikki?
0: Hey, Bill, how's it going? Very well. Um, I'm not going to lie, a little bummed, but not about tonight, but, you know, still recovering from, you know what I mean. But tonight, tonight was great. Um, uh, What can I say? I think, honestly, you know what, I really am appreciating Torts' mindset of we bench somebody, put someone else in. That sets a fire under that, that player's ass. Rinse and repeat. I think if he, we could continue to do that and now slowly get the team rolling, get the ball rolling. If that, hopefully, that's what we need. I'm not sure if it will work 100. percent I know it's not foolproof, but I mean, Risto didn't look terrible tonight.
1: Hey, Risto was Risto. Uh, he made some plays out there. It's uh, man, it's just a shame that that the coach isn't the one in charge of evaluating the talent? Because I think he knows Ristolainen is just a guy. And whether you you like Ristolainen or not, you know that just a guy isn't someone you give a five-year contract to.
0: No, not at all. And I think I'm not sure if that's just because of um, the fact that it was before Torch came in that Fletcher had signed Ristol to that massive contract that we know he didn't deserve. And the fact that I don't really feel that he fits in Torch's system, especially with how he's been playing, like, you know, it kind of makes you wonder if, you know, Torch had been here sooner, would Risto have still gotten that contract?
1: Yeah, I think think the front office still, like, the general manager is going to operate separately. Risto Linen's a guy who Chuck Fletcher coveted. He gave up the first-round pick and more for him. They didn't trade him at the deadline. Not trading him at the deadline meant they were going to resign him. That's maybe in a perfect world, John Tortorella comes in and goes, "Yo, you, this guy's not very good." But I, I don't know if he does that. Even even if he's hired before the contract, I don't know if John Tortorella comes in on day one and starts making you know front office decisions for this team.
0: I mean, I not I wouldn't expect I wouldn't expect him to do that. No. I mean, no, It's just something I think about. Like, yeah, yeah. The team, the team itself is finding ways to win, and hey, I can appreciate it. Like, yeah, the overtime loss to New York was, eh, and I know Toronto's well, Toronto, and you know, sends are the sends, Kind of low key wish we'd the they the uh, Drew didn't get his 300 against us, but I mean, it is what it is. Ah, good for him. Yeah, for real. Um, but, you know, Asander didn't look too terrible tonight either, so. Yeah, I mean I I mean there's more pot plenty of positive to take away from this game, but yeah, that's that was one of the things that I was kinda like I wanted to ask Bill, see what he's I was like, I wonder what he he would probably have to say as far as all that goes. Because 'Cause I'm seeing like, oh, Risto, if he had this big contract, you know, what in what alternate reality do we see? Oh, instead of signing to a big contract, we just trade him or get something out of him, like
1: Yeah, you know. that's the if they if they trade trading him at the deadline last year was the move. If they don't do that, then you know they're going to do everything they can to resign him because you gave up a first round pick and more for him. Well, I
0: mean, I guess we'll see what, what happens going forward. But
1: uh, yeah, really hopefully better. they just improve the blue line enough that they have a way overpriced third pair defenseman. Yeah,
0: uh, no, I guess that's one way to put it. But yeah, thanks for doing these as always. That's really all I got tonight.
1: Well, thanks for joining me, Nikki. Appreciate your uh, input as always. Uh, let's get to who was next. I think Patrick Reed Miller is next. What's up tonight, Patrick?
2: Hey, Bill. How you doing? Long time no see.
1: Very well. How are you tonight?
2: I'm good. I guess to answer your question, I guess I'm at the point where like we might as well just ride this thing out because in the back of my head, I'm like. These assholes are going to make the wild cards somehow, even though I want yep. them to, like, <laughs> utterly tank. let will just enjoy it.
1: The thing is, we have no control over it. And with the level of hockey we've seen over the last couple of years, as much as we know in the long term, you know, a top five, top three pick is the best thing for this team, it doesn't seem like they're going to be that bad. So why not at least try and make you know this season somewhat interesting from a game to game perspective?
2: Yeah, it just it just makes you wonder. Like I liked Vigneault for like what that first season. It makes you wonder. I wonder what this team would have been like like when we had all we had when that if we had Tortorella before like that whole ESPN deal. I wonder how that team would have performed.
1: Yeah, I I don't want to like the team turned on Vigneault quickly. But I don't want to undersell how well you know they played great hockey from you know January up until the stoppage, and then they win a playoff round for the first time. You know they won the uh, the play in tournament and all that. They win a playoff round. Uh, They go to seven against uh, the Isles. Like I don't want to undersell how good that was for a time. Now it didn't last, uh, but it was pretty fucking awesome.
2: Oh, it was. But uh, I guess. From tonight, it kind of looks like uh, the man we always complain about somehow. TK looks like uh, maybe maybe he's gonna lead the team in goals by the end of the season. five on the TK, year.
1: TK will be the statistical leader on this team, which kind of gets me to the point I may I've been making about him is he's a really good player. It's just like in a perfect world on a team that's contending for a Stanley Cup he's a nice piece on your second line. If he's your best player, your ceiling isn't that high. And that's not his, like, that's not a TK problem. That's a complete lack of talent everywhere else problem. But for right now, they're winning. So it's cool. And we love TK when they're winning. That's the way it's been since he got here.
2: Oh, yeah, I was just, that shot was just refreshing to see. Just him to go, go to the right, shoot left, and just go in. instead of him just firing at the net, hoping it goes in, which he did last season, because... It was like he felt snake-bitten. I'm just like, all right, this is the Travis connecting. I was hoping to come back for this this time around, and I'm, I'm going to enjoy it.
1: Yeah, I, I want to see TK do well, whether it's with this team or as a potential trade piece, whatever. Whatever the future holds. I, I'm not looking too much into the future because, like I said, I, I have no idea how this season's going to play out. I'm just kind of enjoying it game to game now. They won tonight. That's cool he's going to be a big part of it. He's their most talented forward uh, of everyone they have. Uh, I guess Joel Farabee might push him in that regard. Maybe some young guys come up, but Travis Konechny is their most gifted forward and probably their most gifted player other than Carter Hart. I, I, I want to see him succeed. I, I've been a fan of his since, you know, they drafted him. It's nice to see him when he's on his game.
2: Yeah, and I guess I'll end it on this. Uh, I guess... I guess right now we'll be on uh, like wait and see where this team ends up because I feel like the measuring stick where we'll be come Thanksgiving is coming up and then then we'll really have to see what happens for the uh, annual after Christmas Disney on Ice road trip maybe so yeah, I guess yeah. we'll hold fast at this point and enjoy the ride while we can Bill Thanks
1: Absolutely Yeah there uh thanks a lot appreciated Patrick Yeah that the quarter the season marks coming up American Thanksgiving's coming up that's kind of where you take that step back and go, okay, what have they done to this point? That must be who they actually are. So far it's, it's better than we expected. Some young guys stepping up, like look at the goal scores tonight. You know, we're talking about Travis Konechny. He got his fifth. He had a couple of points. Uh, Noah Cates gets a goal. Good for Lucas Sedlak getting his first. And then Oha Tippett comes through with his third on an assist from TK. Uh, good stuff all around from this team you know wade allison gets that first one so we're and that's his third of the season we're starting to see these young guys uh maybe grow into their roles and as much as as much as the coach might criticize certain players he also gives them opportunity you know he criticizes wade allison but he, he also puts him on the second line and plays him over 16 minutes tonight uh when you see morgan frost only playing 10 minutes yeah, it it means he believes in what he wouldn't criticize Wade Allison if he thought Wade a- Allison didn't have more to give, you know? And when you see him step up and score and contribute on that second line, it's it's a good sign cuz these guys no, none of them are stars. None of them are the pieces they need to contend for a cup. Uh but they are they are going to be guys who contribute to this team, you know? Key second and third and fourth line pieces it's cool that they're maybe better than we thought coming into the year or at least living up to expectations let's go to jeff Walberg. jeff Walberg, you're live
3: hey bill you hear me okay yeah i got you what's up jeff oh you uh can you hear me i have you yes okay sorry about that uh I'll be quick. I just thought two things I wanted to bring up. First, bit of a joke, but I'm pretty sure now that Obey Kubel is for Capitals, um, they're going to win the Stanley Cup this year. So maybe <laughs> I'll just put like a hundred bucks on that because the, the hockey guys are kind of funny like that. Is he? Maybe he's maybe he's
1: the new Pat Maroon, where he right. just he just he goes and plays on a fourth line somewhere, takes a bunch of penalties, and wins a cup
3: right and he'll and he'll drop the cup or do something else like ridiculous again like he's just that type of guy i don't know but i can see it happening and you know i'm kind of okay with it cuz i don't think the flyers are really in contention for it so oh yeah okay. the
1: flyers aren't going to win the stanley cup like but you know what man as much as i'm still down on the overall uh ceiling for this team God, if I didn't think the Phillies weren't going to make it to the World Series either, and yet it I mean, happens. So I guess stupid shit happens all the time.
3: Sports are crazy. I mean, it's like I, I always look at the very end of the season whenever the teams that are starting to heat up, I mean, they're the ones to really look out for because they're clicking at the right time. And That's kind of like what happened with the Phillies too. So, you know, you just never know. And hockey is such a crazy sport. It's a long season. Who knows, really? I mean, we we could – make playoffs if we continue to get the right things sort of clicking for us and and to answer your question in the beginning how do you evaluate this team I think obviously like all the commentators have said Hart's just been amazing and I feel even bad for Sandstrom too because the only losses are with him I think only regulation losses were with him and um, he's been playing pretty good too so like we have enough people who are kind of doing the right things at the right time, and it's just enough to help us win games. So I've been enjoying watching it, and I'm going to enjoy watching the rest of the season. And I encourage all the fans to just, just root for the team, you know? like yes. that's, that's the fun about this. We're, we're not supposed to win the Cup every year. Like, Let's get over it. Root for your team. And I'll leave it Jeff, there.
1: Jeff, to your point. You got it. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining me tonight. Uh, a couple of points there. I want to touch on Jeff made. First of all, shout out, uh way to go. Field Sandstrom, getting your first career win, uh, shutting the door on a blues team that, yeah, they've lost what seven in a row. Now they're playing bad hockey, but they have some guys who can light the fucking lamp. Uh, and they had plenty of opportunities. He, you know, bunch of posts and stuff tonight, but you need luck in this sport. Uh, and he got it. He also made some really, really nice saves. I think Field Sandstrom ultimately is a nice backup. Uh, maybe he becomes a starter down the line or something. I don't think he's like a franchise goalie or anything. But it, uh, maybe he can just be a nice backup. And for a team that, one, believes it has a franchise goalie in Carter Hart, and two, is going to be up against the cap for the foreseeable future. They're going to spend to the cap. They have a bunch of dumb contracts that are going to keep them against the cap, whether they go out and get guys or not, you know, the way this team spends, all of that. You're going to need to not spend on backup goalie. It's a big deal just in terms of team building, not spending money on backup goalie. And if he's a homegrown product that can come in 20, 25 times a year and give you a chance to win, That's huge. Now, this is his first career win. Uh, It's his first chance this season, maybe ever, definitely this season, not on the back end of a back-to-back, you know, tired team. It's not like they're the most talented team. So he hasn't really had a bunch of opportunities to notch Ws, uh, but a really good effort tonight, and he gets that win. Uh, Also, if this team actually sucks like we thought it did coming into the season, that will bear out over eighty two games, and they'll be in the basement vying in the lottery It's in some way, maybe not as odd the odds that we wanted, but still vying for a good lottery pick uh if they're better than we thought, fuck it, you know crazy stuff can happen in the playoffs. I know the way it's played out for this team when they just kind of sneak in, get in in the last day or whatever for the last decade or so. Yeah, they lose in the first round in six. What did you expect? But, you know, maybe they're that kind of team with this coach and potentially an excellent goaltender in Carter Hart that could actually make a run. also want to speak to this point in the comments because I've seen it for a few minutes now from uh, Johnny Dyer. Anybody else feel like Morgan Frost has solidified himself as just a guy? Yeah, I mean... I want to still think Morgan Frost had more to has more to offer. His only two goals of the season came in the opener against the Devils on October 13th. He had 3 points in the first 3 games, picked up an assist on that uh, in that Tampa game and all zeros in the points column since uh he's just I can't imagine he's a Part of the future in any meaningful way i still a lot of season left we're not even we're not even a quarter into this year, and he's still young enough that maybe he can show you something, but I just yeah not not all that hopeful uh let's go to max wind max wind you're live on the post game hit that unmute unmute again one time max there you go go. No. Yeah, I got you.
4: How are you? I'm very well. So first first and foremost, like, it's okay to have your goalie be your star of the team.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. His, if, if Carter Hart's going to give you, obviously, he's not going to, like, break the save percentage record this year probably. But if he's just your best player, it's not the worst thing in the
4: world. No, it's not at all. And, like, we Especially don't if have he's Nathan lost. McKinnon, we don't have a Kale McCarr, Connor McDavid, but we do have a Carter Hart. And, like, we've always thought about, like, Carter being really good. And I test, he looks really good. But he used to always get all these, like, backdoor tap on him all day long because our defense sucked. And right now, Torts has got the team playing defensively a little bit different. It's definitely a little bit more collapsive than I would like to see. However, at the end of the day, we don't get backdoor tap-ins all the time. And if he knows that he doesn't get a backdoor tap-in, then he can actually square up and be our best player. And that's what we need him to be right now.
1: Yeah, if he's going to be this team's best player – and they just give him a chance, well, that's all you can ask. You know, this defense, they don't give up the A++ opportunities that they did. They still give up way too many shots. They cut down on that a little tonight. Uh, But, you know, it's not like the Blues are a a great offensive team right now or anything. Uh, But they, they cut down on the opportunities, the chances directly in the slot, the odd man rushes, all that stuff, and just give your goalie a chance to make the saves he's supposed to make. You can win games 2-1, 3-1. One, one.
4: And they really are pushing everything out to the outside. Like, that's the one thing that tonight is a team in shambles right now. You look at, like, roster like formation of the Blues is terrible right now. I mean, they've got Braden Shen as their second-line center. And, like, at the end of the day, I'm still happy with Farabee over Shen.
1: Oh, yeah. So, like... I just, and and just then their even de- if- their
4: defense is an absolute joke. Like Bertuzzo was like a mix in like six, seven, eight defender be- when they won the cup, but now he like has to play a role in their third slash second deep air. So like they're not a good team, and we got to watch them like actually play Torch's system against a team that was inferior, in my opinion. And and kind of see how like all of the shots are from the outside. And Sandstrom was slow getting across to like block any anything that was coming like east to west in the offensive zone. So we get to watch them like keep everything to the outside and and, and, and actually like, our backup goalie won a game. Like that's cool.
1: Yeah, it's I mean, it's the first non-Carter Hart win. It's it's Felix Sandstrom's first victory of his career. Good for this team uh, taking. How is it his first victory a, a lovely, of the year, though? Uh, it's okay. it's his ninth. It's his ninth career start. It's the first time he started this year. Yeah, but like not Phil, on the tail end of
4: back to backs. Bill, you or I could get one in ten. <laughs> <laughs> I, eh, I don't know. Maybe uh,
1: I, I, I could I could stop a few lacrosse shots. Uh, hockey okay, goalie like, was never my thing. Uh, Yeah, no, like, they're not a good defensive team. Yeah, like, that's the last year hardly counts because they're one of the worst defensive teams that I ever saw fucking play. And this year, they've just kind of cut down on those high end chances.
4: The Yandel Flamingo into a slide (laughs) to make it look like a dive needs to be a meme. Like, it it would break down. Yeah. (laughs) Him falling down, but like, making it look like he's trying to stick it out of the way but not successfully.
1: Yeah, so how are you uh how are you evaluating this team Max? Like do you, are you hoping they make the playoffs now? Like what do you think? What's your curve you're grading this team on right now?
0: This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay.
4: Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down we break down who will be cutting cut
0: Just go to frito lay snack dot com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends four three twenty twenty three. Void where prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of fifty two coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito snack dot com.
4: So I think they're actually kind of fucking with the front office right now, because realistically, <laughs> realistically, I think the the front office was like, we're going to suck, and we're going to figure out who has drive that can actually be in our bottom six. And then we're gonna we're gonna try and get a really high twenty-three draft pick. And I don't think they necessarily want one or one, two, or three, but I think they want four, five, six, seven a lot. And so I think right now the front office looks at it and they they're just like, I don't know what to do. Like this team, we're getting dangerously close to US Thanksgiving. And US Thanksgiving is like there's a 70% chance that you make the playoffs if you're in playoff position at US Thanksgiving. And right now, with a Flyers record, at the end of the day, they're pretty darn close to that. And it's scary a little bit for the for the front office. And it's scary for us as fans because we know this team is trash. We know this team has like absolutely gotten murdered by every single analytic that you could come up with. But at the end of the day, Carter Hart has been our superstar. He is, he is our, our McDavid, if you will. And we're here now. And I think the front office is just like realistically going to like take a look going forward. And how do I evaluate it? I'm pretty concerned because I think, I think our front office is going to try and like add a couple of pieces that are unnecessary and waste some assets. (laughs) And it's, then we're we're gonna end up missing by one because i think that's the true talent level of the team is like yeah we're gonna miss by one
1: yeah i feel you max and it would be very them to uh weigh some assets thanks for jumping in tonight um right now 12 and 12 which means they have 70 games to go if my math is right and it might not be uh they're in the first Wild Card spot. They're 7-3 and 2 with 16 points. <laughs> they are a point up on the 7-4 and 1 Tampa Bay Lightning. They're a point up on the 7-5 and 1 Florida Panthers. I <laughs> and the Rangers are 6-5 and 3. The Rangers have not been good at all. They only have uh 15 points as well. So uh, it, it, it'll probably even out. They're probably playing the results have been better than the way they've played for the most part. But they've also, the last couple of games, maybe started to look a little better um, than they had in the first 10. So uh, who the fuck knows what this team is. Let's go to Thomas St. Hilaire. What's up tonight, Thomas?
5: Hey, Bill. I just... uh...
1: How are you tonight?
5: i'm I'm doing great long time listener but first time uh, first time caller. so um, I, I want to say to to answer your first question, I would say that i don't I don't know if I believe in this team, but I'm encouraged, not just because of like the performance of Carter Hart, but also Travis Connectney. He's on pace for like ninety five points or something ridiculous right now. Um, I don't know what what your thoughts are of what you've seen from TK.
1: Yeah, TK has – he's been more like the TK that we loved. Uh, Ultimately, I don't think he's more than like a 75, 80-point guy. I don't think he's a star. Uh, In a perfect world, he's a third – he's your third best guy on your fourth line, or he's an awesome piece on your second line – or third best piece on your first line, or a great player on your second line, but – on a team like this where somebody has to score, he has stepped up. Someone has to get these points for them to win games, and he's doing it. That's that's a credit to him. Uh, I didn't know how he would react to uh, to Tortorella as a coach. I didn't know how he'd react to a team without many veteran leaders uh, ahead of him. But right now, through 12 games, everything you could ask for from TK.
5: Yeah, I would almost say my my biggest concern would be <laughs> I think what other people have just vocalized the uh the team doing so well that it almost validates the the front office's uh yep. decision making.
1: Yeah, that's the I'm okay with them winning, but it's Chuck Fletcher, like, at some point taking a victory lap that's going to make me sick. Like, no, this team team still isn't good. Like, they have a 0.0% chance of actually winning the Stanley Cup. But, like, if they make the playoffs, Uh, I thought this was going to be a fucking dumpster fire. So I I won't be able to take, like, Chuck Fletcher contract extension. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) On that note, that's all I got, but – that's what we're on the road to, but thanks a lot. Thanks for jumping in. Hope to hear from you more in the future. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard not to like what you're seeing out of TK right now. Uh, I like the way he got the puck to Owen Tippett in the third there. He already got his goal, TK. Game's over, and he just goes, here you go, kid. Uh, grip it and rip it, and Tippett did. Uh, Tippett and rip it? Is that what we're going to call it? Let's uh, let's go to let's see here, Adam Bortz. Adam, you're live on the post game. Hey, Bill.
5: Uh, real, real quick, before I talk about hockey, I'm on a work trip right now, and I'm in Houston, and my hotel room uh. is looking directly into Minute Maid Park, and I want to take a piss off of the roof of this building, <laughs> all over this place. There's still streamers and confetti all over the streets from the parade yesterday. I hate it here. I cannot wait to leave this That's godforsaken crazy. city. Um, <laughs> you know, Adam,
1: I'm, like I'm not, de- I'm not devastated that the Phillies didn't win because they were never good enough, I, and I'm ultimately I know, proud I know. they got there. But if I had to I look know. at it, if I had to look at it, that would kill me. So it's like if you're gonna oh. take that piss, make sure there's no yeah. cancer. That's what I'll say about public urination. Don't do it
5: so uh i'm i'm almost kind of like scared to let the hockey gods know i'm having fun watching the flyers (laughs) right now like i don't want them to hear me um i don't want them to know i'm having a good time because i don't want them to take it away from me i feel like at any minute now it's it's gonna break because that's what we've been conditioned to think for the past couple years you know
1: yeah, obviously. Like, you know, we're we're enjoying something, and then a player gets hurt. Uh, uh, any number of things go wrong. Like, it's that's the way it is gone. That said, the luck has to break at some point, doesn't it? You would think if you, you, you know, if, if that roulette
5: table keeps hitting red, at some point it's gotta hit black. Like, it's no <laughs> gambler's right, fallacy,
1: right? Yeah. yeah.
5: <laughs> right. Uh, so I, I think this year and i think you know maybe i want to touch it on a couple points that max was saying the thing that's most noticeable to me is their defensive structure looks completely different you know the way um the is kind of layering in front of those shots and they're giving up some high danger chances and they're giving up a ton of shots but they're not they're not giving them as much as they were last year and the look yeah. of it the, the feel of it looks a little bit differently particularly the second shot after, you know, we saw Sandstrom tonight, you saw it a little bit, but particularly in front of Carter Hart, Carter Hart will make a save that he should make. And, you know, many, many more that he shouldn't, as we see the the stats say, but it's, it's after they make the save and they get the puck away, they weren't doing that a lot last year. So I, I think getting it out of the front after that initial shot, has led them to like hang on as much as they are which is cool to Definitely. see
1: Definitely we've seen we've seen a bunch of uh, second chance opportunities one of the things Hart <laughs> has had to work on and still needs to work on somewhat is rebound control even when he makes that first save but the defense has been there to uh to clear the front a lot and that's that's just being part of the Tortorella hard to play against like clearing guys out in the porch yeah that's huge Clearing loose pucks out is just as big a deal. So dudes don't get those second and third chance opportunities.
5: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's definitely like way, way more noticeable. Um, Love the way TK is playing right now. Uh, He's really feeling it. So happy to see that Uh, again, to touch on something Max said, I think it was Max anyway, like Morgan Frost is just, you don't even notice him on the ice. It's unbelievable.
1: I didn't, I looked at the I looked at the stat sheet and when I saw he played ten minutes tonight, I was like, oh really? I thought it <laughs> was gonna be like six. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was gonna say like six. <laughs> like, I, I don't remember seeing him once.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's it's brutal. It's brutal. He's he definitely not hits, part though, of it so for
1: him. Yeah.
5: Mm, great. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing I, I had another point now, I forget what it was. Um Tippett and Allison look fantastic. Uh, They're starting to get really creative and Tippett's starting to get that, you know, really dialed in on uh, some of his shots. Hopefully that continues. Um, I, I think these guys really, really need to give heart and effort like they gave Sandstrom tonight. They have to play in front of him as hard as they did tonight and owe him a ton for how he's been backing this team up. And I hope they do that for him the next game against some of these stinkers that are coming up in the schedule. They should give him a dominant performance as well.
1: I I would love to see it. And uh, thanks a lot, Adam. Appreciate you dropping in tonight. Uh, It's the way the goaltending has played for this team. Yeah. You just want to see it for them. You know, it's, obviously some of us are still dealing with that well ultimately i'd rather see them lose yes but when you're getting the effort out of some guys you kind of just want to see that rewarded by everyone else we're in a real weird spot here uh, again only only 12 games in uh, but thanksgiving the 20 game mark all that stuff those uh, those benchmarks along the way will be here before we know it and we might be looking at a team right now you know in in the playoff picture so Maybe they stay there another two weeks. Uh, let's go to 69. What's up, Mr. 60?
6: Hey, Bill. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, like, fun to, like, cheer for this team, like, night in and night out. Like, obviously, long-term, we all understand it's, like, better off to lose right now. But, I mean, it, it is fun watching, like, winning hockey after last year.
1: And those just might not be the cards we were dealt. Like, this just might not be a tank team. Um If they're going to put it on Allison and Tippett and some of the Cates, a bunch of these young guys, and they're better than expected, then it's just not going to be a tank team, and we have to deal with that.
6: Yeah, speaking of better than expected, Kevin Hayes, 12 points in 12 games. I mean, he does look a lot slower than when he first came to the Flyers, and it kind of like reminds me of like when the Flyers got that uh, year with uh, Yager where he was just so big and just kept everyone away from the puck. And, like, he was just making high IQ, smart plays with the puck. I mean, Kevin Hayes, I don't want to say he's, like, a shell of himself, like, physically, but, like, I don't know if he's, like, fully over the injuries or anything like that. But, man, he's having a pretty good year.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, like, when he got here, I was, especially that first year, all the game-winning goals and the shorthanded goals, like, he didn't look fast. But also, like he'd get a loose puck in the neutral zone, and then suddenly the d- the defender would be three steps behind him, and you're like, I guess he's winning these races. Uh, <laughs> and we're not seeing that, but we are seeing the good passing, like you said, the smart plays with the puck, the ability to protect the puck. And while you want to see a guy at his physical peak for as long as possible, if he's this for like the majority of the duration of his contract – you can work with this if he stays at this level. Uh, at least then you know you can get a guy who can produce some points, uh, and give you some help in that regard.
6: Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. Um, also, I'm not a math guy, but I, I think we have like what 20 to 22 million dollars in injured reserve right now. Um, man, could you imagine if we had that allocated to maybe like three, four players into this lineup? Yeah, I mean. Like a Johnny Gaudreau, Vincent <laughs> yeah. Trocek, and, like, maybe another, like, second pair defenseman. I mean, if they didn't sign Risto, I mean, you could have brought back uh, G, Johnny Gaudreau, Trocheck, and a defenseman for what we're paying Ellis Couturier and uh, JVR.
1: It's, it's a real... I fucking totally forgot about JVR. I, I, I completely forgot about... I was just like in my mind, in my mind thinking about like, okay, who's not in the lineup? Like obviously Couturier and Ellis and Atkinson's been hurt. And, oh,
6: Atkinson too. I forgot about yeah, him. Oh my Completely
1: God. blanked on JVR.
6: <laughs> it's even more than that. It might be like 27 million, but yeah.
1: Yeah. they wow. got. That's all of their, like all of the, vet, all the guys who make money basically are hurt.
6: Holy cow, man. I mean, could you imagine if we had like another like center, like a capable second line center, like not even like a first line guy. Like if we had a capable second line center and like one more decent defenseman, man, this team actually could make the playoffs, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're right there right now. Uh, Maybe they get a couple of those guys back. Maybe they do make a trade at some point. Uh, not the smartest idea to move no. any assets, probably, <laughs> but uh, how's you just let us is, ride. yeah, nothing this team does is smart, so they'll probably do it at some point yeah, and, house uh, money, Bill, that's what I like to hear
6: last thing uh comment on the uh chicken guy, and I'll hang up and listen. Thanks.
1: Uh, you got it. thanks a lot, sixty. um I knew nothing of of the guy who was eating a rotisserie chicken. Every day for forty days, and then I guess it was Sunday. He he ate the last one in front of a huge crowd. I know nothing about him. Uh, what a uniquely Philly thing, you know, for a town that would fill up a professional arena at five a.m. every year and watch people eat wings as a uh, <laughs> as a variety of characters would uh show up in various states of undress. I can't think of anything more Philly than a dude just going, "Yeah, I'm going to eat a fucking rotisserie chicken behind the Walmart and, you know, dozens of people showing up to cheer him on and him becoming a social media star." I just what a town. Uh it is it is a great privilege to be a part of uh the sports talk uh, seen in this town and get to live the life I do, um, and it's because of dumb shit like that that really makes it unique from from anywhere else. Uh, Nikki, Nikki wants to get back in. He's been hanging a while, so let's get to Nikki and then wrap things up. What's up?
0: Um, now we so we kind of are on the topic on, of the IR. Um, what are we doing? What What's the lineup going to look like when and if Coots and Atkinson get back?
1: Uh, I uh, I have no idea about Couturier, and I'm operating. I'm operating under the assumption that if he gets back, it's very late in this season. Atkinson, I think you just bump. I mean, you could bump Frost. That's why they've tried Kate's at center a few different times. I just one of the one of the forwards who don't contribute. You know, Zach McEwen didn't make the team out of camp. Maybe it's him. Uh, you know. Tanner Lazinski, you know, he has been okay, but he's only playing ten minutes a night. I think Atkinson just drops in, someone else drops down in the lineup, and then one of the guys who aren't really a major factor come out.
0: Okay. Um, do you think that we would be making any possible moves before the deadline or probably around the deadline? And what do you think?
1: <sighs> just speculate. Unless there's unless there's another injury, uh, I'd be surprised just because they need to evaluate these guys. Like Allison, Cates, Tippett, these are Far- – Farby even coming back and being as young as he is. These are guys I want to see get all of the playing time imaginable. You could always bring up a you know, some of the Phantoms, Forster, Wisdom, whoever's down there, uh Desnoyer, whatever. Um I just want to see the in-house guys get opportunity because this isn't a team that, unless something dramatic happens, unless Carter Hart, you know, in January still has a 930-plus save percentage, this isn't a team that's actually going anywhere. Uh, but I just I can't imagine they make another move, especially a significant one, unless we have – one or multiple more big injuries.
0: That's the thing that's kind of like, like with the whole Bellows signing and all that, that was kind of something that kind of made me scratch my head. I'm just like, because, you know, when they bring somebody in that kind of like, I don't know if it's just, you, if it's just me, but it's like I'm that low key makes me think like is one, like we know that Ellis is done. Like we know he's done completely like period. I don't think he plays another hockey game again unless you know, some miracle happens, but like,
1: you not know, was, here. I can't imagine. Well, not here, yeah. No.
0: <laughs> um, but like, you know, especially with our injuries with Coots and Atkinson, like, you know, bringing in another forward, it's like, what is that? What's that going to mean for them? What's that going to mean for the guys that are already up here? Like, you know, like you said, Kate's Kate is actually doing not terrible. Like, he's he's done good out of camp, and you know, he looks like he could belong on one of the top three lines the way he's been playing.
1: Noah Cates, I think, is a great, uh, nice third line piece. He's uh, he's an Oscar Lindblom who skates a little better. That's what I that's what I expect out of Noah Cates. Uh, I don't think he's going to light up the score sheet, but he can score a little for you, and is just in the right place. I think he's a he's a type of player that a, a coach, whether it's Tortorella or whoever, really appreciates because they work hard and they don't fuck up much, and they have a little more offense than you'd expect.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, say we do can can say we just hypothetically we can continue this. Do you think that we see ourselves as maybe like a bubble playoff team if we do end up making it a postseason? We just, i
1: I still like, I just don't think this team has the talent to actually get in. I expect like I, I mentioned earlier, like Tampa's in the second wild card right now. Florida's a point behind them. The Rangers are a point behind them. Washington's two points behind them. Pittsburgh's only got 10 points. I can't. uh, Columbus has been absolutely freaking horrible. I can't imagine that the Flyers continue winning at the rate they are and these teams continue losing at the rate they are. But this is a dumb fucking sport, man. Like, it's basically pinball out there. If you get good goaltending and a few bounces, maybe they could just be in this wild card spot they're in right now uh are only a point behind the freaking carolina hurricanes that's that's how ridiculous this season has been to this point uh so uh, it's possible ultimately no i i don't think they're that good but we see bad teams get in a lot
0: no no i know it's just the only reason i asked that is cuz like you know we've seen you know i know it's different for with the phillies it's like we saw we thought that you know thankfully milwaukee can't leave frog a team to save their life but like you know I just kind of would wonder if it would be like a fun playoff run for the Flyers. Like it was with the Phillies. Like I don't expect us to go all the way to the cup, but like.
1: It's a great question, Nikki. And thanks a lot. I'll wrap up with that. Um, Obviously with the team winning more than we expect, they're in playoff position at this very moment. We're coming off a a baseball team, making a run to the world series. That was unlikely. Uh, The thing I'll say is the Phillies weren't supposed to start 22 and 29 and be as bad as they were. Uh, they weren't as good as the Braves or the Mets or the Dodgers, but they weren't as supposed, they weren't supposed to be as bad as they were to start. Um, it was much more likely they got into the playoffs than the Flyers preseason. Uh, but the goaltender is the greater racer. And if Carter Hart continues to look not just like a number one, because I think we can say what we've seen out of Carter Hart to start his career, yeah, he's a starter in this league. Um, if he's actually a franchise goalie, if he's a dude, you set out, set it and forget it, that sort of starter. You count on him to win you games. They could make a run, uh, but I'm not counting on such a thing at this point. But you know what? Why not? Uh, why not just think about, maybe we're going to get something we don't expect after you know 12 games they're seven three and two that's way better than we expected to this point so maybe it continues for another 70 all right that is all the time i have for you on the flyers broad street hockey spotify live however many uh you know descriptors i'm going to put on this thing how many titles it's going to get uh post game tonight thank you all for listening thank you for hanging out appreciate everyone who uh, joined in in the chat, called in, all that stuff, listens on the podcast. It's greatly appreciated. Uh, it's awesome. So, thanks a lot for that. Uh, for everyone who hasn't already, you got to hit that subscribe button, search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts, and boom, content like this uh, post game you're listening to right now, as well as the flagship show BSH Radio. There's Flyperboli, Kelly's pregame shows, the checking out the competition, and so much more as the season moves on. You won't regret it. Uh, Give us a five-star review after you subscribe, too. That's great. All right, so for, uh, well, myself, because I'm doing this one solo, thanks a lot, and uh, have a great week, everybody.